do. Hey, how's it going today? Hanging and out at the podcast. <laughs> Soul Podcast, back in action with Michael Batito. <laughs> yeah, how's it going, man? Doing very, very well. Good to have you. This is only the, the second time we've really ever hung out. Yeah, this is awesome. Is it? So we speak like there's an audience like this way or that yeah, way? Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're there. I, actually, I have hidden cameras set up, actually, so okay. just look into uh, the Steve Ray Vaughn poster. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Anyway, this is it. Yeah. So you're a uh, you're a musician. Um, I how would you how would you describe what you play or what you do? Man, what well, you done? What have I done? <laughs> I'm sorry. I repent. No. Uh, I uh, yeah. I you know I can't remember the first type of music I liked. Uh, it might have even been you know stuff that my parents got me into i definitely probably definitely went through a you know whatever you want to call it pop punk phase i guess you yeah. know back in the whatever years that, that those were um you know so that was kind of my first experience playing live maybe back in like middle school probably you know yeah. with uh, my buddies like uh nathan spicer Pop yeah. punk, like what? What kind of bands? Oh, you know, uh, you well, it could have been anything. It, it may, may, you know. Let's see. This is dangerous territory here. I remember my first concert <laughs> was uh, against me oh, at okay. Cave Nine. Yeah. And I crowd surfed because uh, some <laughs> dude threw me up, and then somebody ripped my pants. Yeah. And it was crazy. But uh, anyway, and then you know, like, like uh, my parents were into like singer songwriter, you know, type, you know, seventies, sixties stuff. Yeah. 80s um let's see here you know fortunately i guess i was turned on to a little bit of jazz at a sort of younger age so that was nice too um you know and um and then also in high school i kind of was opened up to really kind of personally getting a little more into the blues like yourself Mm -hmm. you know um like the same little because i saw my buddy play at the talent show i remember 10th grade you might have seen him around town he goes now by minor merriweather but he his name his name is also Charlie Young. Oh okay. Yeah, I know he that plays name. Steve I Ray Vaughan. I haven't met him. Yeah, at the talent show in tenth grade with uh, Ryan Colbeck, who now plays with Burning Peppermints, and um, he plays this old drum set I gave to him too, oh, okay. old friend. And uh, and then I started after I saw him, I was like, man, I'm liking the blues now. So I kind of kind of tried to cross the gamut of of all world music to to this point too. Yeah. So it's been it's been cool, man. Kind of like yourself though. So yeah. It's, so who uh have you played in any bands or anything recently? Bands recently. Or not recently, but just yeah. at all, I guess, or any uh Yeah. specific pro- I know you're from Tuscaloosa, I guess most recently, but yeah. you mentioned you kind of moved around a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Man, um yeah, you know, I've um I've tried I I guess I've let's see in terms of uh consistency with a band yeah, it's it's you know, there've been there've been longer terms than, than other than other longer terms and 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 sometimes you just play a gig as a freelance musician, which yeah. you want to call it that type of thing. 
Um, and just kind of get an experience of both sides of the coin there, what it's like to be in a band, and also just to kind of fill in and and get all that experience. Uh, yeah, in Tuscaloosa, you know, I was in a, in a few bands, and most recently, let's see here. Um, yeah, I was trying to live in Nashville for, for a few months here, yeah. and uh, met up with some Alabama folks up there, actually, huh. which was kind of cool. Um connection uh but there's a guy named johnny hayes yeah he's a, he's, a, he's a fellow that i had met in tuscaloosa and then saw again up there started playing with him hmm. another tuscaloosa guy jonathan stevens um we playing drums with i actually people, played or? one gig on drums with him and then one on bass and, and one on the guitar oh okay. so, you know it's <laughs> yeah. just like it's almost a not enough consistency maybe yeah you know so there's ups and downs with all that for me i suppose uh, yeah i'd like to be in more of a long-term band and it's like a, maybe a learning process, you know, maybe that's what you call it up yeah. to now. Um, so, so what would you say your predominant instrument is? Drums, I guess, or? Man, another, another bad answer. We talked about I'll, this a little last time, I guess. I know. I'll give you, yeah, you know, and that was my first instrument, you know, growing up, um, which I'm fortunate for that. And I think it was by choice. I remember just, I wasn't told to play them. I, did, I do remember, you know, just maybe wanting to bang on stuff or something. Yeah. Um, you know, my folks were nice and, you know, let me get drum lessons at that point, which was nice. Oh, cool. Um, and then my dad showed me some guitar chords. I think, like you had said as well, mm-hmm. kind of, and learned some chords. And then I started trying to learn, like, the blues on my, kind of on my own at that, yeah. in that high school point. Like yeah, I was talking exactly. And the bass. I actually yeah. bought a, uh, my, the only drum set that I've yeah. had before, this one of, of Josh's that he left here, uh, was when I was a lot younger and, uh, it had to have been like third or fourth grade or something like that, I guess. And wow. At, at the time, there was somebody at the church that my family went to that uh, they were going off to college or something, and uh, they knew that I really wanted a drum set, and they had an old beat-up one, so he sold it to me for a dollar, so I got yeah. this old beat-up Pearl. Uh, it, it, you know, it was a Pearl brand, but it was in terrible condition, but it worked, you know. And you got uh, it at, at that point? Yeah, so as a kid, you know, it was awesome having a drum it, set in my room. And where'd then, it go? Uh, uh, got rid of it? I, I can't remember. I don't. I don't know what happened to it. I probably just it, got rid of it at some yard it imploded, sale. Imploded. Yeah. Yeah. Something. <laughs> it probably fell apart. I know parts of it Josh borrowed and used for a while because apparently the uh, the hi hats were pretty good or something like that. So you did but, the drums before you did the guitar as well. Kinda? Sort of. Yeah. I played. Uh, I played acoustic guitar. Hey. I guess technically first because my dad had an acoustic and he would play around the house <laughs> <laughs> and Layla's. <laughs> The dogs are playing the acoustic now too. Play cool. uh, <laughs> so yeah, so I was already kind of around guitars in the first place, I guess. Uh, right. So I would play a little bit or try to play a little bit, uh, but it it didn't exactly come naturally to me back then. It was just almost more of like a toy I carried around, right. you know. Uh, but then yeah, when I got a little bit older, like elementary school, I guess I wanted. Like you said, just like bang on stuff, have a drum set, and yeah. got that, and then kind of got back in the guitar when I was old enough to get an electric. That's pretty cool, when I was you know. Like I think 10. I'm ha- I'm happy with the experience of going down that way for me. Mm-hmm. I guess um, I think it's crucial to have. Uh, I mean, you got to have rhythm, obviously, with any instrument. But I think playing uh, drums or any you know rhythm centric instrument definitely totally. helps with uh, 
I think of it as like how you hear about some NFL players pl- uh, doing ballet and stuff on the side because it helps with their like balance. I actually don't. I, I miss that. <laughs> oh, you hear about it? Yeah, <laughs> that's what they say. Yeah, no, I've heard about a couple of okay. NFL players that take ballet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I mean that's, that's cool. That's good. I'm down. No, apparently it helps with. Uh, you know, you could imagine it helps with balance and yeah. staying on your toes and uh, plies and things like that. So <laughs> they don't call it yoga. They don't say yoga. They they say that they do. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, yoga probably is a a more popular choice, I guess. But. Maybe they call it that, but they do the other. Right. I don't know. Right. Um, but yeah, man. So that's kind of, and then bass, I guess. Bass is, you know, you had dang, you had freaking Beck Hall over here, right? Yeah, he, yeah, he, he was on to, the uh, the last one. Uh, he, he he knows how to see. I you know. Yeah, he's a badass. And I player. yeah, and I you know like I said, my my dad was was nice, and we had a bass, like a Dean bass. He got from MMI Music when they were going out of out of out of business a long time ago, um, in the house, and um, you know, so I had that to mess around on. I didn't play it the right way. I still don't, but uh, you know, I've been able to. To attempt to fill the role of bass with some with some groups, um, and try to learn more about that as well. So yeah, man, it's cool. Try so how long? To, but it? the point to answer your question is, there you go. Well, look who's calling. Stinson Uh-oh. Lion. Should we put him on? Uh, yeah. Phone a friend. Phone a friend. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, we'll put him on. Uh, Stinson Lion, you're on the Funky Soul podcast with Michael Batito. <laughs> <laughs> Are you there? You got a podcast going, boy? Yeah. Yeah, this oh, is... Oh, shit. You're live on the air, boy. You doing ballet? God. I was... I gotta quit midstream now, so you can hear nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me put my pants back on. <laughs> Maybe we should... I don't know. So, it all started... Oh, <laughs> boy... Sorry, Stinson. <laughs> no, it's cool. It's cool. Y'all don't bother me. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, I'm sitting here doing the podcast with Michael Petito. Uh, we were recording at the moment, but uh, a okay, fellow musician okay. like yourself should uh, head this way and join us if you're if you're interested. Sure, sure. How are you, you guys? Pretty far along here. Just get started. Uh, we pretty much just got started. I think what like ten minutes ago or something like that. Probably. Maybe. Or like an hour, I can't tell. Yeah, something. <laughs> <laughs> Ten minutes, an hour, something. An amount of what is time. It? It's just a drop of the well of life, right? <laughs> right, mate. Blimey. Well, uh, that's cool. That's cool. Are you, uh, you guys playing? Why are you recording? A little bit, yeah. We're about to. Uh, Petito's got a uh, an acoustic in his hands at the moment, but uh, we were hoping to do some. Uh, some jams for the podcast or something, perhaps. So it'd be nice to uh, have a three-way with you. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> I've been waiting all day to hear that. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, yeah, it's cool. I'll just roll that way. Sounds good. We'll see you in all a little right, bit. I'll see y'all both soon. Bye. Peace. Can... Well, there you have it, folks. Stinson Lion himself is headed this way to join us for a little funky soul jamming. With Michael Batito. Yeah, I hadn't mentioned it to you yet, um, Michael. But, What's that? Uh, 
yeah, I thought it'd be cool to, uh, we already got the microphones and stuff set up, so at some point, I thought it'd be cool to get another jam in, have it recorded, and yeah, I, uh, let people, I uh, this guy. Is this let people thing? listen. Uh, no, yeah, we can do, uh, there's the, uh, I mean, same yeah. setup as last time, you know, we got the, the bass plugged up, and um, we could use these two microphones on the drum mic, the drum set. Okay. Uh, there's a kick mic already set up, so we could get a basic little recording and Let's do it. Kind of let people hear a little something, but we could yeah, wait yeah. for uh, wait for the third man to get here for that, I guess. Oh yeah, the old. But, uh, he went. Well, he we, did like four accents on that phone uh, conversation. <laughs> yeah. He went from uh, he went from from this to that and everything. Uh, we were talking about um, you were just asking about um, about uh, I guess the instruments, and I said yeah. I kind of try to develop uh, almost a. You know, it's 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 easier said than done, and but I tried to develop equal appreciation for all of those instruments. Um, like I said, it doesn't mean you're good at them, right. you know. <laughs> right. But uh, and even if you're playing the keys, which I'm not that good at, I wish I could do the Dr. John style stuff or you know, um, you know, uh, WC or whatever. I, I can't, but um, you know, uh, at least try to go approach it with an attitude of like b- treating being equal, uh, you know, as equal as you can be with it, with yeah, everyone absolutely. else playing. Um, I mean, it's all, it's all still music at some point. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so there's kind of my answer to that. And like I said, it's it's just been a, a an interesting challenge, and and uh, here we are. So you know. Well, I've mainly seen you play uh, drums, mm-hmm. and you're a hell of a drummer. Thank you, sir. As, as far as I've seen. I'm trying to. Uh, so are you. So I'm a, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. No, I I can make a little bit of noise, but I need, I need to practice. Right. Uh. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh. No, I've been, I have been fortunate to um, just hang out with some, some drum, uh, what's the word? Not idols, but mentors, you know. Yeah, you were... You were telling me a little bit about that, I think, last time you were here. You met uh, a couple of different people that are like... We t- yeah, I can't remember what you were talking about. Kind of um, famous, but under the radar. Yeah, one guy that really did kind of help, uh, uh, sh- you know, pique my, you know, interest there. Um, what's the word? Kind of propel me, I guess, was a yeah. guy named Jeff Clapp. Jeff Clapp? From New Orleans. Or he's from North Carolina, but he's in oh, New okay. Orleans. Yeah, he's a G-E-O-F-F. And I saw him play like a one number. of those. And one of those guys. <laughs> no, but he's he's great. And I, I I saw him for the first time. A, I don't remember seven years ago, maybe six. Uh, thanks. It was on Thanksgiving because our family was in New Orleans. And, um, and I saw okay. him playing at the Irvin Mayfield Jazz Playhouse. And anyway, I walked up to him. And I was like, "Man, you are just like," I have, I was really blown away. At, you know, so that so I could I could tell I was feeling that. And luckily he was nice and said, "Man, let me give you a lesson sometime." And then, so that's kind of how that started. With, um, he's so, a drummer. He's he was a drummer. Okay. He was a drummer, yeah. So. And then didn't you say you knew uh, or even played with uh, what was it, Mark Kimbrell? Oh yeah, yeah. No, he's. I haven't talked to him in, in a little bit too long. Um, and what was the for people who don't know? Explain the dogfight. Explain the. Um, uh, who Mark Kimbrell is and like uh, who's he connected to and everything, so people know. Yeah, yeah, he's he's from Birmingham, grew up here. I think he's from Bluff Park, which is up there on the mountain by the. Uh, hey, Layla. Um. By the uh, 
Shades Crest Road up there. And his, you know, what's funny is his brother, unfortunately, passed away a few, couple years ago. Oh, okay. Matt yeah. Kimbrell. And he, he, I had known him. Oh, it's, she's cool. She's cool. <laughs> um, actually, growing up, because he was one of the guys that taught me drum lessons for about a year when I was first starting. Through, oh, wow. Through one of the shops in town. Yeah. yeah. His brother Matt was? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that was, and so when I did finally meet Mark, that was kind of a connecting point there. Very cool. Um, and, uh, you know, I just, yeah, you know, he, he played with the bass player who is right now playing with the reinvented version, or not reinvented, whatever you want to call it, of the version of the Grateful Dead. Yeah. Oteil Burbridge, who played with the Allen Brothers. And he, I, I have actually never met Oteil, but he lived in Birmingham and had a band, Oteil and the Peacemakers. And they were, they were a great uh, ambassador, I guess. Um, hmm. And uh, Mark Kimbrell played guitar in that band from the early, from, I don't know, 2000 or whatever, 99 or something, until yeah. for a decade or so. And um, with all the all the things they were playing at, and you know the keyboard player was uh, Matt Slocum. I've I've only I think played with him once, but he's incredible. And um, and the drummer for his band with, was Chris uh, Fryer, who I, I I haven't really gotten to talk to him too much. But he oddly enough went on. He he like learned jazz at North Texas, but he went on to join the Zach Brown band. He's been in that oh. since the get go. So that's pretty Very interesting. Cool. But uh, but Mark, you know, uh, yeah. apparently at one point a couple before the Dead and Company thing yeah. got going. Uh, uh, you know, I was telling you last time that my uncle is fortunate enough to to know O'Teal Burbage pretty well. That's uh, wild. Yeah, that's funny. It, like I said, he's a financial advisor that you know happened to, as far as I understand. That's a funny that, That's how he met him. Is he's advising O'Teal Burbage basically. Yeah. Uh, but came to find out that they had a lot of similar interests, and so they're kind of buddies now. And uh, yeah. And like I told you, he got the chance to even uh, sit in. O'Teal walked over side stage <sighs> after giving crazy. them backstage passes and during the middle of the set walks over with his bass and hands it over and says like you know one way out right it's an A and he's <sighs> like what no I can't I'm in cargo shorts <laughs> and he just says like no you, do you want to play with the Allman Brothers or not you know so this he got to it. play yeah in front of like 10,000 people and had he just kind of played gro- he played growing up yeah or he played guitar a lot uh, like when I was growing up he was you know, kind of a cool uncle he, that he played knew how guitar. To, he played and, it. You know, yeah. Uh, but then a few years ago, he switched to bass because he just kind of got interested in bass for whatever reason. Uh, awesome. I mean, it's a similar instrument, but different, obviously, uh, mm-hmm. more rhythm focused. But he really liked the uh, the challenge of kind of relearning an instrument. Uh, mm-hmm. I guess when he was, was probably like late thirties or something like that. But so yeah, as a That's bass awesome. player, he was you know had a lot in common with O'Teal, but. Uh, he told me that, uh, so I would always get a little bit of gossip kind of about whatever O'Teal had going on. <laughs> yeah. That was always kind of cool to hear, but I never got a chance to meet him. Right, or haven't right. yet, at least. Yeah. But uh, apparently, before the whole Dead & Company thing got started, uh, there was talk of Zach Brown Band trying to get O'Teal as their bass player. Okay, Because okay. they were trying to add more of a... And he, and he had told you this? Yeah. Okay, uh, well, my, yeah. my uncle told me they this. Did, yeah. I remember hearing that they did do one one recording session together, I believe, I think. Um, oh, you're good. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I, think I, I think I remember that, hearing about that they did one recording session together. Oh, okay, And yeah. also incorporate Dave Grohl, I think. Okay, yeah. Because yeah, Dave, Apparently, Zach Brown is really trying to go... He's trying to get out of, like, the mainstream country sort of know, I, yeah. thing that he's being pegged as, and right. he's trying to get more of, like, a... A Leonard Skinner, Allman Brothers kind of a vibe. Yeah, hey, I'd going. love to see him keep uh, keep keep preaching the you yeah. know the good stuff. Yeah, um, he plays. I mean, I'm not 
I'm not a you know I don't listen to a lot of his music. I'm not the biggest fan. Right, of, you of know everything that I've heard. It's a big by outlet, him exactly. it's a different outlet, kind of. Uh, yeah. But you know, it sounds like he might feel the same way. He might have gotten kind of trapped in a contract or something. For all we know. For all uh, we know, yeah, and, and you know, and that's cool, you know, for sure. But I mean, he seems to surround himself with really good musicians, and I mean, yeah. So we'll see what. The it's kind of like John Mayer. Like it took you a few. It took him a few years to, you know, show what he could really do. But mm-hmm. once he got that freedom, it, you know, and he was the same way. I, I believe in trying to surround himself with with yeah. those musicians who he idolized. Oh, absolutely. You know? I mean, when uh, like for uh, me, when I when I really like started liking John Mayer. It, it was uh, yeah, it was when he was with uh, uh, Robbie McIntosh was in his band. Uh, you know him, the older guitar player that used oh, to play yeah, with yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Nora he Jones. Did, the, did he do the slide? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. and he's been around. I'm I feel like an idiot. I can't think of uh what he did before that. I'm pretty sure he was in a big band that Man, I don't know. Guys. I didn't know his history but um, I, all of it, but I knew that he But yeah, he just people cool. like that. Super professional guys that mm-hmm. uh especially like studio musicians. Even on and that stuff. first continuum album, which Man, that always sounds dumb. But yeah, that's, I, I saw, I saw, that's right around that same time. I think I, I saw thinking. him post. I think I saw. This is, sounds ridiculous, but I, I think I saw him post a thing on the internet like yesterday, saying, "Oh, this is the tenth anniversary of Continuum." But uh, but I I was I you know whatever I I, I think oddly enough my mom got that album when it came out, which is kind of silly. But um, I thought Continuum was a great album. Yeah, and I I I, I, I was to actually it. I super impressed with it. My friend uh, Matt Reeves. He turned me on to it actually, uh-huh. and prior to that, I kind of just thought John Mayer was like this. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, he's a good guitar player, but you know, my, meh. my buddy, my buddy Nathan Spicer turned me on to it too because he was, and that kind of went hand in hand with the high school blues John yeah, Stevie Ray Vaughan exactly. thing. Exactly. Same. You know? Yeah. Same time. For, that's why he showed it to me because it's like, yeah. man, if you're into Stevie Ray Vaughan, you're gonna love this guy. Like, yeah. he's really good at guitar playing. He likes Stevie Ray Vaughan too. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, what? Um, and I was going to bring up about playing with his idols, I think, because uh, I remember, I, I, uh, what's his name? He played on D'Angelo's stuff. Um, D'Angelo, oh, uh, you know D'Angelo? Yeah, yeah. And I didn't even get to know him that well about him, unfortunately, until a few years ago. But just incredible artist. And uh, what's the guy's name? He plays this, He plays the bass and the guitar at the same time. Oh. Oh. I know um, who you're talking about. He played with. Uh, you're talking about the guy who played with John Mayer, right? And he played Charlie Charlie, Charlie uh, Hunter. Wilson. Charlie Hunter. Yeah. <laughs> and he <laughs> he he, uh, he got he like you know he hit him up and said, hey, can you can I pay you and come and record on this? And he uh, and I think they made the song on the album in repair. Yep. And something about yeah, with, he uh, just made up. He like pretty much wrote the song. Uh, yeah. Jordan. Steve, Steve Jordan, Jordan on drums, yeah. J.J. Johnson, who later joined the Derek Trucks, Susan Tedeschi band. Yeah. Right now. Um, <coughs> but, uh, but and then that Charlie Hunter guy, if you look up Jeff Clapp, like I was talking about, the drummer, mm-hmm. there's actually, you can find on YouTube a video of the two of them playing together. Jeff, oh. Jeff Clapp with Charlie Hunter duet. Yeah. It's pretty badass. Yeah, Charlie Hunter, If it, yeah, for people listening that haven't heard of him, look up Charlie Hunter. With Jeff Clapp. Just like his, or yeah, with Jeff yeah, Clapp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I haven't seen that one, but just any of the stuff with, with mm-hmm. Charlie Hunter, it's amazing. Because, I mean, he doesn't, it's not gimmicky. He's not just playing bass and guitar at the same time, like some sort of weird, it's like a, what is it, like an eight-string guitar or at something? At least something, uh, yeah. But it's got some of the bass strings and some of the guitar strings, and it's just spread out in such a way that... It's crazy. 
it, it's just like an instrument. I think he's got two. Amps. I think he maybe even uses two amps for it or something. Two oh, different really? pickups, possibly. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. But regardless, it's it's cool. Um, so you were just talking Jeff about Jeff Clapp. Yeah, yeah, man. So 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 there's a lot of that stuff. I forgot how we got on that. So how did you? You might have just said it. How did you get the chance to to play with Mark? Mark. Uh, well, Mark like I Kimbrell, said, I had met his. I had known his brother from years earlier, um, growing up. Um, and it just kind of came. Well, actually, there's some of my friends that went to like Mountain Brook High School, and uh, we met at a high school um, battle of the bands. With a high school band was called Markov Chain. Uh, uh, you know, nerdily named after a math uh, concept. But uh, anyway, and Wait, we, what was the name again? Markov Chain. Okay. Which is a, some math uh, yeah. concept. You know, <laughs> I honestly forgot what it is but uh, but I was glad to be a part of it and uh, we went to this Battle of the Bands and at Mountain Brook and met some kids there um, and uh, yeah one of the drummers Jaeger uh, Smith no yeah that's his last name Jaeger yeah and Parker <laughs> McAnally on the bass were these kids and uh, Pace Michael Pace and uh, Cody Cole Edie some of these guys and uh, and they they had they had been they like I said Oh, there's this huge. I don't even know the whole story. There's a guy named Scott Simpson in town, who's mm-hmm. moved away since, and he was just a far out dude. He was great at jazz and and just you know was turned on by Jimi Hendrix and just went all out and stuff. Yeah. And uh, and like they had all been hanging out at that time. And Jaeger was something about oh I'm gonna take Tai Tai Chi lessons and and get extremely legit. Um, and so they they had a they had they had formed their own hangout group. And Mark Kimbrell was. They were kind of jamming as a trio. Okay, yeah. Before I like you know really re-met them, and um, anyway, they took me to a show of theirs one time. I think it was at the Bare Hands Art Gallery or something. And they were doing hmm. the Monk show. Uh, Char- I mean, not Monk. Charles Mingus. Yeah. With yeah. Chad Fisher was playing and Michael Glazer and uh, and uh, I can't. I just all these great guys. Abe, Bre- or no, who was it? Anyway, and that, I think that's when I met them again. And then uh, they were like, yeah, we're going to go, like, just hang out. And then we, we, I think that's when we, and then I ended up saying, yeah, maybe I'll get a guitar lesson, I think. And then, and then, I, and then after that, we just kind of clicked and, and geeked out about music and then played a few gigs together and talked about his brother. And yeah. And that was it. So, you know, fortunate to know all these folks for sure, man, that's as well cool. as yourself, you know. I can't believe, uh, can't believe I didn't get, we didn't cross paths yeah. as much before. I know. Knowing all the it's same crazy. people, yeah. The uh, the fellow who called just a little while ago, Stinson Lyon, he uh, like I was telling you last time, he mm-hmm. has told me about you for years. That ditto with you, uh, man. God. And I've heard about you through other circles as well. Yeah, man. So yeah, it's, it's it's a weird world. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Stinson's great, man. That's so cool to know you knew him. Yeah. Um, yeah, and like we talked about, he's a. Uh, Everyone should have a friend that <laughs> recommends music that nobody else would ever recommend. Yes. Uh, yeah. Because that's what he is for me, and I think. And me. It, yeah, it sounds like that's what he is for you. Yeah. Uh, among other things, obviously, but. Yeah. He's great at, uh, like you said, uh, uh, who's the sitar player? Yeah, uh, man. This was years ago, and I met him through Wes Watkins, Stinson, yeah. that is. Yeah. But. Uh, Who's cousins with Andrew and Creighton Tynes and the old old connections there? But anyway, met Stinson and he 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 showed me Ali Akbar Khan for the Ali first Akbar time. Ali Akbar Khan. He plays the Sarod. Yeah, um, Sarod. Come to find out, 
and I, this was just way above my head at the time. I'm like, you know, this is crazy awesomeness, you know. But um, you know, but yeah, Stinson is awesome, dude. And he, uh, yeah, come to find out, you know, just another quick story, I guess. Um, at being in Tuscaloosa, I did go to school there and music stuff. I think I mentioned this the other day, but yeah. luckily Chris Kozak and Tom Wolf and those guys got want some guys to do a clinic down there, and it was um, Jeff Coffin. Yeah. And he brought his band with him, and it was Jeff Cyples on the drums. So that's when I got to meet him, and they they came out to see us play that night. So that was that was kind of, you know, one of the first times for that happening was kind of intimidating. Yeah. But, but they were all so real nice. drummer from uh, Aquarium Rescue Unit, yeah. saxophone player. He's with Dave Matthews Band now, isn't he? Yeah, he's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Jeff Coughlin. What's his first name? Jeff? Jeff Coffin. Jeff Coughlin. Yeah. He's Bunch far, of Jeffs. He's far out, too. Uh, and you got to play with both of them? We we just barely jammed. I, I, you know, you know, but but Jeff was nice, uh, Sipe, and, and talking about we did a drum lesson or something. Mm. Yeah, so that was nice. And uh, uh, and then he was like, hit me up. I'll be, you know, playing with Jimmy Hearing uh, in a few months or something, whatever. This was three years ago or something. Oh, okay, yeah. And so I did, and we and he was real nice, and we went and, like, hung out and got coffee and stuff. But I didn't realize he's the guy that was had been into that type of Indian music and, like, Ali Akbar Khan, knowing about him mm-hmm. from years and years ago. And so it was cool to kind of come full full circle in a way yeah. of meeting these folks and kind of feeling like you're in the in the family, you know, to yeah. some extent, and just uh, hopping on board with that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, another one I really liked was uh, G S Sakdev. It's like G period S period and then S A C H I think D E V. I'm gonna look him up. Uh really cool. Like, I mean, some of the songs are like 45 minutes long because you know it's sure. like this long indian rog um, yeah. but really cool music i mean it's totally different than a lot of the other stuff that you hear and uh i'll look him up yeah he's good uh he plays the sitar i think so i can't remember it's it might okay. be the sarod or something i'm so bad with indian instruments oh man i, just, I don't care either way because they you know it's sort of like a. uh it's like Charles Mingus or something. You know, yeah. if you don't actually see it live, you you might think like, wait, so is yeah, it just, is he the bass player or it's kind of <laughs> yeah. boundaryless in some ways. Yeah, whatever type of music it is. Yeah, and that that's what I I've, I've appreciated falling into that school as well to some extent. I'm not, I, you mm-hmm. know, everyone needs to practice every day. I don't practice enough, you know, but but uh, kind of that school of the Colonel Bruce Hampton um, mm-hmm. stuff. And I was talking with some 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 friends about about all that stuff last night too uh, but um but you know just that just flipping that switch not even flipping the switch but just kind of cutting that line of like you know just not you know just letting it letting it flow you yeah. know and, and going with the well speaking of uh practicing because this is something I always think about I think we talked about this a little yeah. before uh you know I, I always hear like athletes and stuff talking about training for their sport, you know, they'll be a, a full-time athlete, so they they train. You know, they wake the up. And, <laughs> yeah, mainly ballerinas <laughs> is who I've done my research on. Yeah. Uh, them and NFL linebackers. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, you talking about and, athletes? Uh, yeah. So it, it seems like athletes train a lot more than I feel like I work on my music. Sometimes, I mean, sometimes I'm working on it all the time, uh, but unfortunately. 
Uh, I still have a day job at the moment. Uh, But I know that you do not. You're a full-time musician. Uh, To some extent, it's not easier said than... But, you know, the point is, uh, I see what you're saying, too. Yeah. But uh, so, would you say you have any sort of uh, practice practice regimen or any sort of, like, daily or weekly routines that you try to make sure you do to to either, like, stay busy or stay sharp? You You know, yeah, I... A lot of the people I respect, you know, or like for instance, you know, as musicians, they do practice. They do have a, you know, a, re- a practice regimen. You know, like um, what's the word? Are um, you uh, being obedient? With, um, diligent. Diligent. Yes, yeah. that's the, that's that's what I am lacking yeah. in vocabulary and in actuality. But hey, who's here? Stinson lying in the house. All right, so let's let's stop talking about how much Stinson sucks. We can change the subject, yeah. dude. Yeah. Just kidding. Who told you? <laughs> but yeah, man. Uh, what were we talking about? Um, uh, practice. I, long story short, routines. unfortunately, I don't. It's kind of gone yeah. away. I did, I did, I did do music in school um, for 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 a little while, and and you know, can you major in for a little bit? Yeah, music? you know, in the performance and. And I'm, I'm I'm glad I did. I appreciate that time um, because you're opened up to that, you know, you know, seeing that it's necessary if you do yeah. want to be that level of, of, of great. But um, you know, I guess like it's easier. It's easy to say, but for me, it probably has. You know, I do practice, but I just I don't have a I don't have a right like a like a consistent schedule, man. Unfortunately, but uh, it's like kind of a mental schedule, man. Right. Like I said, that's that's an easy excuse to <laughs> shout out. But no, that's how I am. That's why I ask because I always, uh, I'm. But it comes and goes in waves, probably for both of us. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. When it's on, it's on all the time, and you know, I might play all day long one day, yeah. and then unfortunately, <laughs> not even pick up the uh, the mm-hmm. guitar for a couple of days after that. But I think it's cool though, you know, um, and. You know, but, you know, I guess it's a method of, what's the word, um, devotion, mm-hmm. and that's how it translates, maybe. Um, if you, you know, if you think your instrument is your yeah. religion and you pray every day, you know. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I think so it's important to, uh, I mean, you know, like I mentioned, I have a day job, but I personally believe that. No, I had a day, I had a day job until about until about a month ago I moved back down um but but yeah you know it's there's, that's totally you know yeah it's whatever. just I mean you know to each his own yeah but as far as me and my plans uh I do not think that the best course of action is to half-ass two things mm-hmm. I think if you wanna for anybody listening if you wanna be an artist or a musician or whatever it is that you wanna do figure out a way to whole ass it Put a hundred percent of your effort into it. If that includes saving money at a job you don't like, so that you can quit that job and whole ass it for a few months and see what happens, then so be it. But uh, yeah, that's right. That's what I'm gonna be that's trying to do here in the new, near future. That's a cool <laughs> Since, goal, uh, you know. Yeah. Festival Expressions is no more at the moment. Uh, we'll be playing together here and there. Mm in the future but uh, maybe like a get together type of thing yeah actually uh november 18th we're going to be playing sort of we're getting back together apparently kevin our keyboard player won't be able to make it 
and Mike, the old guitar player, won't be able to make it. Where, where is that? Where? Uh, it's going to be at Work Play, I'm pretty sure. Ooh, it's an event shoot. that uh, C4 Productions is putting on. It's called Area 54. <laughs> it's like uh, Area 51 meets Studio 54, uh, 70s okay. disco meets Aliens okay. theme. And it's like a party that they're putting on, and they hired us as the band. Nice, man. Um, but because the other two guys can't make it, we're hoping that the situation is going to be uh, that Will Cash is going to fill in on guitar and Stephen McCullough is going to fill okay. in on keyboards. Ooh, that'd be fun. Uh, so, yeah, that'll be fun. And you should come to that as well. Cause and that's for, for just for the public? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, anybody can come. Can you play with Will Cash? Yeah. Or, or Stephen McCullough? I have not played with uh, Steve McCullough, but I have just Will like at Stillwater Jamming or something. Yeah, uh, a couple of times at Stillwater, and he sat in with uh, Festival Expressions at Avondale and okay. a few other times. Yeah. Okay. Nice man. Well, that'll be cool. Um, Is it Steve or Steven? Steven, Steve. I don't know. I don't even know if he. Let's call him Stevie. Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Old no. Stevie McCullough. Stevie. Stevie Mac. <laughs> Um, no, he probably I mean, he might hate that. Let's not do that. Yeah. But um, <laughs> yeah, no, he's he's he, no, he's seriously funky, dude. The, yeah. You know, just no. He I, can pull I'm, off the bait. I'm he can do very that. much looking forward to that uh, that arrangement. But he can do the he can do the Dr. John stuff too. Yeah. Like, dang. Absolutely, he can. Or whatever you call it, Professor Longhair. You know. <laughs> but yeah, man. So that'll be cool. Um, Barry Manilow. Barry Manilow. Why not? <laughs> Um, All right, well, uh, I guess since uh, our trio is complete, we can put our rings together and create some music. So I guess let's take a break for right now, and we'll get the microphones and everything configured in the proper directions and record some music for the listeners' listening pleasure. Yeah. (laughs)
All right. That was Michael Batito on the bass and Stinson Lyon on the drums. Stinson is normally a guitar player, but uh, like a true musician, he can dabble on many different uh, instruments. So this next one is uh, Stinson and Michael Batito swapped places. So this is Stinson on bass and Batito on drums. Please enjoy. Thank 
enjoyed that up next we're playing a little jazz for ya Thank you. 
you did not fuck it up so bad, Michael Batita. That sounded good. And this next one, we're jamming on uh, an idea that never got released by Festival Expressions, but here's kind of a jam on Lovely Lady. That is Stinson being uh, particularly humble as per usual. Uh, anyway, I hope you enjoyed all this music. I thought it'd be fun to end on... Uh, at one point, we started playing a little ACDC. Uh, you can barely hear us kind of singing in the background, but it was fun. So we're going to go out on this. I can't remember. I think it's TNT, but uh, we don't really follow much of a format. So, you know, whatever. We're just fucking around. <laughs> Thank you.
Hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you to Michael Batito, if I can say his name. Michael Batito for coming down. I enjoyed talking to him, and I look forward to playing with him in the future. We're kind of in talks about uh, getting a project of some kind together. So without saying any more, I'm looking forward to that. Anyway, I'm also looking forward to... I think a couple weeks ago I had said I'll be back next week with Justin Oliver. And he, uh, that didn't work out. Justin. So, instead, he's actually coming over today as I'm recording this now. Uh, this is Tuesday. I'm about to put this episode out right now. And then Justin Oliver, the mandolin player from Winston Ramble, will be here shortly. And that'll most likely be the next episode. So I thank you all for listening. I really hope that you enjoyed it. I love each and every one of you. I hope everybody has a great week. Be safe. Be nice to each other. And I'll see you next week. Love you guys. Bye.